Hey, if you're listening to this on a podcast, this is special to you. Hey, this is Tom Gresham. We really appreciate you listening. Spread the word about the podcast for Gun Talk. But I need to ask you a favor. If you would, go to my website, guntalk.com. That's guntalk.com. And up at the top, there's a little box that says sign up. If you would... Click on that and sign up for my newsletter. We are going to start working to stamp out these gun-free zones, these killing zones that I call them. They're, they're basically killing fields. If you'll sign up for the free Gun Talk newsletter, you'll start getting the information. Guarantee you, you're going to enjoy it. We do a lot of fun stuff here. But more importantly, we're going to do some good things. So go to GunTalk.com, sign up for the newsletter. I really appreciate it. And stand by. Here comes your Gun Talk podcast. When you have questions about guns, the shooting sports, or your rights, where do you turn? Do what the pros do. When they have questions, they go to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Tom hosts several programs on the Outdoor Channel, is a noted book author and magazine editor, and he hosts the first and only national talk radio show pertaining to these issues. You can participate by calling 1-800-TALK-GUNS and check out GunTalk.com. Now, prepare yourself for a no-nonsense, straightforward approach to firearms and related topics. Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Does this holster make me look fat? The right answers to the tough questions on Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. All right, welcome again to Gun Talk. Yes, I'm Tom Gresham, back from the living dead. Uh, like about half the country, it seems like I came down with that flu bug last week, so uh, that's why I wasn't here. We were doing the recorded show. My apologies to you, but trust me, uh, it was so bad, you might have caught it over the radio. Oh, my gosh, it was terrible. Uh, we're back about uh, running at uh, 50% at least and working on 70%, so we'll see what we can do with this thing. Basically, uh, yeah, we're back, of course, the last time I talked to you, we were at the SHOT Show in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago talking about all the new stuff that's going on there, uh, new guns, and we'll, we'll pick that up a little bit. There's been an awful lot going on in the last couple of weeks on the political side. Obviously, the the campaigns have entered a new phase, I guess. <laughs> some of the uh, contestants are gone, and some of the same ones are still there. going to be a slugfest. That's going to be interesting. I have some news about John McCain. Some I can share and some I cannot. Uh, but, but, but I will tell you this, from the standpoint of gun owners, it's good news. So uh, we'll see if we can get into that a little bit as we go along. Also, of course, we have the... Uh, spate of shootings at uh, schools, gun-free zones. Uh, the, 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 and I remember, go back to Virginia Tech. Remember when I declared war on gun-free zones? Re- remember that? And I just said, that's it. I'm done. This is, this is too much. These are killing zones. These are places where legislatively, politically, legally, we are requiring people to die. Yeah, you heard me right. We are requiring people to die. Because if you tell somebody you have to go to a place and you are legally prevented, you are legally prohibited from protecting yourself, you're requiring people to die. We're not, and, and uh, God understand, this is the, the universities or city councils or cities or states, and they're saying, we're not going to protect you. Don't, don't, don't be very, very clear about this. We will not protect you. 
You cannot sue us for not protecting you because our legal defense is we have absolutely no legal obligation to protect anyone. And they do this time and time again. We have no legal obligation to protect anyone. Many, many court cases have upheld this. So what they're saying is we're not going to protect you. And oh, by the way, we're not going to let you protect yourself either. So what do we have? Do we have mass shootings in police departments? Nah. Do we have mass shootings at shooting ranges? No. Do we have them at gun stores? Nah. Do we have them at NRA annual meetings? No. Where do we have them? We have them at the so-called gun-free zones. Now, this is absolutely as much an issue of mental health as it is anything else, and probably more so than anything. It is absolutely not a firearms-related issue, except that there are those who would turn it into that. Immediately after the shootings at Northern Illinois University, the Brady campaign, the group formerly known as Handgun Control Incorporated, sent out a press release denouncing the shooting at Northern Illinois University and then saying, of course, this shows why we have to close the gun free or the gun show loophole. Now, the guns weren't bought at a gun show. They were purchased legally. They were purchased with the full understanding and knowledge of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI. And furthermore... They were purchased in Illinois where the shooter had a FOID, F-O-I-D card, firearms owner identification card. So the state of Illinois said this guy was okay. Obviously, we know that he was mentally ill. Uh, at some point, somebody is going to have the guts to stand up and say, when you are on these kind of drugs, these psychotropic drugs, and you get off of them, it makes you homicidal. We know it makes you suicidal. There is no line between suicidal and homicidal. Understand this. Because if you're suicidal, you are, by definition, homicidal. Ask any police officer who's been trained in this, dealing with a suicidal person. That person can turn a gun or whatever it is they have on someone else. Because suicide slash homicide, all the same thing. You're willing, and in this case, trying to kill someone, whether it's yourself or others. Uh, there's going to be an awful lot of talk about this, but, and here's the interesting part, but I think the discussion has changed. I know the discussion has changed. Uh, was it two years ago uh, I started working on this. After Virginia Tech, I simply declared war on so-called gun-free zones. These are killing zones. And I see it, I, I see my very words being picked up all over the country. You know, no more gun-free killing Zones, And now we have legislation in many parts of the country where they're saying, we, we've got to be able to protect ourselves. We have to be able to, those of us who have carry permits, have to be able to have guns for our own protection on college campuses. We have to be able to have guns for our own protection at city council meetings. Kirkwood, Missouri, what did the shooter do? They said, well, well we, we don't need guns there. You don't need guns because we have the police there. Yeah, what did he do? Walked up to the first cop, shot him. Walked up to the second cop, shot him. Went in and started shooting people. Duh. Do you remember the shooter at the U.S. Capitol building? What did he do? Walked up to the metal detector, shot the police officer, walked through. Duh. Hello. We've got to be able to protect ourselves at schools, 
and at city council meetings, and at daycare centers, and at churches, because we know this works. All of this, well, what if? It would have been terrible if people had been shooting and somebody could have got... No, 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 no. Quit belonging to the Flat Earth Society. This has been settled. This is established fact. We know that people protecting themselves saves lives. We know that people with carry permits are able to protect themselves and other people. They've done it at the Appalachian Law School. They did it at Pearl, Mississippi. Appalachian Law School, students got their guns and stopped the shooter. Pearl, Mississippi, assistant principal got his gun, stopped the shooter. The church in Colorado, a parishioner, a lady there, has her gun, stops the shooter. Trolley Square, uh, Salt Lake City area, an off-duty police officer has his gun and slows down the shooter until help can arrive. Good people with guns can stop. Imagine this. Imagine this. You are sitting in this huge assembly room in, in college. Guy comes in and just starts shooting people. Imagine you can do nothing but crawl, and, and you heard the reports, crawl and crawl and pray and crawl and crawl and hope he doesn't ki- kill you, hope he doesn't kill you, hope he doesn't kill you. But what if, what if you were carrying a gun and you knew how to use it? What if? People say, oh, that'd be terrible. Well, what? Stop. It's already terrible. It's bad there, okay? But if you could get one shot into this guy, you know, like the case in uh, Colorado in church, she didn't actually kill him. But you got one shot into him and stopped the carnage. We've got to declare war on this whole concept of gun-free zones. They're not gun-free. All they are is victim-rich environment where you and your family go to get killed. And people who put these things together and force you to go there and force you to be defenseless and then refuse to protect you are immoral. And we need to grab them by the collar, we need to shake them until their teeth rattle, and we need to tell them we're not going to put up with it anymore. 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham. This is Gun Talk. Someone once compared sporting plays playing golf with a shotgun. When was the last time golf was this exciting? Every station offers a different challenge, but they all have one thing in common. The action is fast, and you have to earn every broken target. Not what you expected? Then give shooting a try. Find out how, where to get started, and much more at huntandshoot.org. Hey, shooters, Taurus does it again. This time they've recreated the most famous gallery gun of all time, the Winchester Model 62 Pump Action 22 Rim Fire. Only now it's even better. Sure, the Taurus Model 62 has a classic corncob 4N great wood-to-metal fit and a takedown action, but now it has a more reliable feeding mechanism, button rifling for accuracy, and the built-in Taurus security system. Check out the Taurus Model 62 and the Model 72 in 22 Magnum at TAURUSUSA.com. This portion of Gun Talk is brought to you by Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871, America's single-shot experts. Hunting is an ancient and respected tradition, and the skilled and self-confidence single-shot hunter represents the pinnacle of that tradition. For generations, Harrington and Richardson has contributed to the success of that hunter. When one shot has to count, hunters count on Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871. 
When you finally know what you want in a 1911, it's time to step up to a Springfield Armory custom-loaded 1911A1. These babies come with the works. Starting with the time-proven 1911, these pistols include many of the high-end features that make Springfield the 1911 of choice for the country's most demanding users, like the FBI's elite SWAT teams and hostage rescue team. Features include Novak low-mount tritium sights, beaver tail grip safety, titanium firing pin and adjustable speed trigger, ILS integral locking system, loaded chamber indicator, and much more. Of course, every custom-loaded 1911 comes with the exclusive Springfield Armory Limited Lifetime Warranty. With Springfield Armory, you can have it your way. Pick a full-size, mid-size, or micro-compact custom-loaded Springfield from the extensive list of models, calibers, and options. Call 1-800-680-6866 or visit SpringfieldArmory.com. Your AR-15 should be a sound investment, and Stag Arms has you covered. Made from forged aircraft-quality aluminum, Stag is one of the most durable and dependable rifles in the world. Makers of the only true left-handed carbine, Stag Arms has been tested and battle-proven by elite SWAT teams. Every component is made in the USA, so you get the highest quality, whether left or right-handed. Each Stag Arms rifle carries a lifetime warranty, too. Call 860-229-9994 or go online at stagarms.com. Hey, did you see Beretta's 2008 spring catalog yet? It's full of Beretta's best, from field-tested safari clothing to the best hunt clothing and accessories to superbly designed outdoor wear for men and women, all backed by 500 years of tradition and technological innovation. Visit ShopBeretta.com anytime to browse their complete line. Call 1-800-929-2901 to have the free catalog mailed directly to you. Beretta, 500 years, one passion. Hey, welcome back to Gun Talk. If you want to call us here, just give us a shit. Pick up the phone, dial one Tom Talk Guns if you prefer. It's 866. Don't do the 800, you'll get an ugly surprise. 866 825 5486. Here's a. Uh, Another, I tell you, there were a rash of these. Here's one you probably didn't hear about, where uh, two bad guys sneaked into a high school to uh, see how many people he, they could kill. The um, They actually snuck in wearing security guard uniforms, sneaked in. Only problem was they did this in Israel, where two of the school counselors drew guns and shot them to death. Now, they had uh, ni- had uh, knives and what appears to have been a toy gun. Bad idea. And uh, they did, they were able to stab a couple of the t- teachers, but the counselors had guns in school and shot the bad guys. End of story. Duh. We got that figured out now? We okay? Everybody's got this? Bad guys come in, want to hurt people, good guys shoot bad guy. End of story. Or we can require everybody to cower in the corner. We can have, oh, I know, let's have a lockdown. That'll really do something. Oh, that's right. What it actually does is gives you some legal protection against getting sued. Now, there may be student bodies all over the place, all these beautiful, lovely children dead, but you've got some legal protection, and your lawyer said, no, no, you can't let them have guns. There's somebody could get hurt. Now, if you think I am ranting on this, you're right. I am tired of this. We can stop this. 
Let me repeat. We can stop this. Why do these bad guys go there? Because they know they're not going to get stopped. They don't go to police stations to do this. They don't go to gun ranges. They don't go to the NRA. They go to schools. They go to city council meetings. They go where there is a so-called gun-free zone, where, of course, it's not gun-free at all. Where What it is, it's a place where only the crooks can have guns. Only the murderers can have guns. You and I are prohibited from having guns there. Uh, 866-TALK-GUNS. Line 3, Daryl's with us out of Centerville, Texas. Daryl, welcome to Gun Talk. Tom, thank you for taking my call. I'm sure glad you're feeling better. Thank you. I'm working. I'm about 50%. only got about 90% left. Well, I've, got a, I've got a Marlin, uh, and it runs 44 specials or 44 mags. Okay. I was, I was told I could run a 44-40, and the guy showed me. He said they're identical bullets. Well, my eyes aren't as good as they used to be, and I can't <laughs> tell the difference, but there's got to be a difference, or they would have stamped it on my gun. I could run it through there. Uh, I'm, yeah, you can, but understand this. The 4440 case is a tapered, a little bit more tapered case, as I, as I remember it. I'm just working off my memory now. It is a thinner uh, case. The case mouth itself is a good bit thinner than a 44 Magnum. Uh, 4440 loads are, of course, very much lighter loads. They were originally loaded with 40 grains of black powder back more than 100 years ago. Uh, but yeah, you can do that. And here's the good part. You can, now, unless somebody calls and corrects me on this, I'm, I'm fairly certain you can do that. And you can buy 4440 ammo fairly inexpensively. That's, uh, that's why he was trying to get me to buy it because I could run them through there, run it through a little, uh, less expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not cheap and I sure don't want to get hurt by, uh, by jamming or, or doing anything, you know, silly. Tell you what, let me do this, and, and I, I didn't look this up because I'm always a little bit, and I know you can hear it in my voice, I'm always a little bit careful when I'm telling somebody to use a particular cartridge in another uh, gun, and because I don't own a four, you know, any 4440s, uh, I would want to go check that. But let me do this. Can you keep listening? And we'll make sure we, somebody who uh, can look that up can give us a call, and we'll see if we can get a little more information for you. One more question. Sure, you bet. What do you think about the, the judge for... Uh, Carry, self-protection, carry. It would not be my choice for that, for several reasons. And I like the revolver, okay? I think it's a great revolver. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a good truck gun, and it could be a good home defense gun. But I think it's a really good truck gun. Um, but for concealed carry, it's a big revolver, for one thing. Uh, number two, uh, I don't like the idea, and this is me personally, and a lot of people have voted the other way, because they cannot make these things fast enough. I don't like to have to make a decision of do I want shot shells in it or do I want, you know, bullets, cartridges in it. I would not be a fan of using shot shells in this. Now, in a truck gun, yeah, okay, I got that. I understand. That might work. But on the street, you may, and people say, oh, you would never have a, a need to shoot beyond seven yards. Well, yeah, unless you do. And if you do and you got shot loads in it, you're not really going to be very effective. I like a real gun shooting real bullets that uh, that I can reach out and touch somebody with if I need to. Don't ever plan on it, but, you know, uh, let, let me just ask, let me throw this out. Let me bring it back to how we started this hour. You're sitting uh, in the middle of the class when this guy walks in, 
and you are 40 feet from the podium, 50 feet maybe. Uh, with a judge, you might pepper him, but that's about all you're going to do. With a 45 or a 9, you can rock his world and get his attention and make something else happen. And people say, well, you know, if he's that far away, you know, it's real easy to say you don't ever need that. So I like the judge. I have a judge. I think it's a great car gun, truck gun. Could be a good home defense gun. you got to make a call on that. It would not be my personal choice for carry. And I think probably the guys at Taurus uh, would share that with me. Well, thank you very much, and sign me up for the war. All righty. We'll do it. Appreciate it. Uh, I got to do some fun stuff oh, several weeks ago. I think I mentioned it. Uh, we were shooting some videos with Rob Latham. We started to upload those, and we ha- we've got them over at Gun Talk TV. Go to guntalk.tv. Uh, I particularly think one of the funniest ones I've seen is when he shot nine guns, each of them loaded with ten rounds as fast as he could. Uh, outrageously instructive, but watch it to the very end. you got to watch it to the last three seconds. That's when it really gets funny, when he finishes up shooting this thing. Guntalk.tv is where you go for that. Uh, line two, Tim's with us out of Carson City, Nevada. Tim, you're on Gun Talk. Hey, Tom, thanks a million. I love the show. Thanks. Uh, hey, I, was, I saw a news report going back to this northern Illinois uh, shooting, and uh, it struck me when I'd read it about what you always say about how when seconds count, police, police are only minutes away. Right. And that the campus police at that university apparently had modified their response procedures after Virginia Tech, yet after the first 9-11 call that came in, so who knows when the shooting actually began, but after that first 9-11 call came in, it still took them 90 seconds. Uh, 90 seconds is great, don't you think? (laughs) It's it's incredible. It's just 88 seconds too long. Yeah, you know, but, but seriously, a, a 90 seconds is something any police department would brag about. And look, I am not making light of this at all, okay? That's a terrific response time. But you're right. The reality is it's 88 seconds too long. When you're, when you're, in, when you're in the room and somebody's flinging bullets at you, try, and not just flinging bullets, but literally trying to kill you and killing people around you, 90 seconds is too long. It's got to be the longest moments of anyone's life. I couldn't even imagine. It is hard to imagine, and especially, I can imagine the frustration if, yeah, it is, it's literally a lifetime. Uh, I can imagine the frustration if you are a shooter, and you're in there, and you're thinking, if I had my gun, I could put a stop to this. You know, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, Andy Oakley, and I'm not, you know, uh, you know, Rob Latham, but I could put a stop to it. I'll guarantee you, even if all I do is distract him, even if all I do is, is wing him, you know, and look, I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm, I'm not rushing to the sound of guns. That's not what I'm talking about here at all. I'm not talking about vigilanteism. I'm just talking about taking care of yourself and taking care of, when you can, the people around you. But, yeah, 90 seconds is a great response time, and it is immoral to make people wait 90 seconds while people are dying around you. You've got to have the means to take care of yourself. Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham. You're listening to Gun Talk. Gun Talk. 
866-TALK-GUNS. That's our number here. I'm Tom Gresham. It's Gun Talk. Just give us a holler. We'll talk about it. If it's about guns, you're in the right place. Uh, we're certainly talking about the, uh, the shooting at Northern Illinois University and some of the other shootings that have been happening in these... Um, I call them, I, I, I've decided that these are crimes against humanity. Not the shooting themselves. The legislators and the universities are the ones who are committing crimes against humanity. To require people to go to places where they must be a victim and they are not allowed to protect themselves and where protection is not given to them is a crime against humanity. Whether it's the city of Chicago or the state of Illinois or the university system, or the United States government with gun-free school zones. Those are crimes against humanity to pass those laws. And we must take back our own safety. We must take back the safety of our children. And we do that by making sure that these are not places where madmen go to kill us. Fairly simple. Seems to me. 866-TALK-GUNS. Let's go to Mark on 4. Hey, Mark, you're on Gun Talk. Hi. Uh, Tom, I'm calling you from one of the two states that still has no form of concealed carry. And sure enough, this morning, the Chicago Tribune has uh, ha- has a thing about uh, something to the effect that the gun laws slipped through the cracks. And what was it last, uh, was it Thursday night or Friday night, Nancy Grace was on talking about... Um, about putting metal detectors in all the colleges. And uh, now, I don't know if you're aware of it, we also had a shooting down here in Tinley Park where five women were killed in the Lane Bryant store. And yep. there was a sixth woman that lived, although some of us are rather suspicious she was an accomplice, but the police haven't said anything about that. But the same thing. One of those five women, if they'd have had a gun, they could have put a stop to this. If one of the women, if somebody, one of the students in that hall had a gun, they might have been able, able to stop it. Mark, are the you hearing in, in that discussion that's going on there? And, you know, and I'm not surprised, and neither are you, uh, that no. the Chicago Tribune would be pushing for more repressive gun control laws. But in the discussions there, are you hearing anybody talk about maybe we need to be going the other way? Maybe let's let's let people protect themselves. The only thing I've heard was actually the president of that university actually actually brought up the discussion. Now he he was against it, but he mm-hmm. but he actually brought up the discussion. It was. It was on what's called CLTV. I did hear him discuss that once, but other than that, that's about it. You know, this is a process. Um, we lost ground for, well, we've lost ground for 40 years, and I'll discuss that in a little bit uh, when it comes to gun rights and protecting yourself. But I think we're taking the ground back, and this one's going to be a tough one, but I think we're going to take this ground back. Uh, they're going to be those who fight it tooth and nail. But, you know, after a while, people are going to say, you know, I don't want my children at a place that's that dangerous. I, I'm i going to start holding the university responsible. Now, the first lawsuit's not going to go anywhere. And the second lawsuit won't go anywhere. But the fifth lawsuit's going to make a little bit more headway. And the tenth lawsuit may push the envelope and make something happen. And at a certain point, you're going to say, you people... You people at the university are responsible. If you're not going to provide the protection, and you don't, 
then you can't prevent us from providing our own protection, although uh-huh. that's what you're doing. And, you know, I don't expect this thing to happen right away, although there's some pretty good measures uh, in various legislatures around the country. As a result of Virginia Tech, as a result of some of us saying we've got to put an end to these gun-free killing zones. Right. It's just Illinois is going to be a tough nut to crack with Blagojevich in there. Yeah, I saw him on TV, and uh, all I can say is, boy, am I sorry for you, because uh, you, yeah. you got you got a big load of, of something there. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying right. to be, I'm trying to be nice about it, but, yeah, you got uh-huh. a problem. And But, you know, when you've got the, the, the daily state... Which is what you have, and you know you get what you get when you're run by thugs, and uh-huh. that, that's how I look at Illinois. Basically, that's about the size of it. All right, thanks, Mark. I appreciate the call. Uh, let's see, Austin's on line one. Austin, you're on Gun Talk. Hey, Tom. Hi, Austin. Um, I just had uh, I just uh, I found finally the um, stations that was uh, still broadcasting, and, and um, I heard you were talking about all these gun-free zones and killing zones, and I was like, yes, that's exactly what I needed to talk to them about today. Okay, what you working on? Um, in the eighth-grade language arts class that I'm in, I'm in an advanced eighth-grade language arts class, and we have to write a speech on a topic of our choice, and the first thing that popped in my mind, I was like, yes, you know, Second Amendment, you know, pro-gun, everything. And so she gave us a sheet that had like 83 topics on it. Number 44 was gun control. So I picked that. Mm-hmm. And it's not that hard to find, you know, stories of where people, you know, gun-free zones where people are being killed and whatnot. That's not hard to find. But what is a little bit challenging to find is where guns have been used to stop these kinds of criminals and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yeah, you make an excellent point. It happens, but it's not easy to find them, and the reason it's not easy to find is because the media will not report it. But I will give you, um, I can give you four instances that you can look up, okay? Okay. One is the Appalachian Law School. There was a shooting at the Appalachian Law School, and two students ran to their cars, got their guns, came back, pointed them at the shooter. He dropped his gun, and they apprehended him right there. Appalachian Law School. Number two. Pearl, Mississippi, was a high school there. Uh, the assistant principal, a man, man named Joel Myrick, uh, they're shooting there. Joel Myrick ran to his truck, got his gun, came back, pointed it at the shooter. The shooter gave up on the spot. So there you go, uh, Pearl, Mississippi. Uh, number three is the church shooting in Colorado, which was only about two months ago. Uh, where a woman there who was a volunteer, had a concealed carry permit, used to be a police officer, but she's not, not a security guard, just a volunteer. She shot and stopped the man who had come there to murder dozens of people. And let's see, uh, Trolley Square is in Salt Lake City. That was a shooting about, uh, somebody helped me out, five, six, seven months ago now. Uh, and the fellow goes into a mall to shoot it up, and an off-duty police officer has a gun and responds on the scene and is able to slow this guy down until help gets there. So it happens, and it happens more than you think. There are a lot of instances where people do stop these kinds of things in schools or in places. Uh, there have been a number of them. In, there was a, a Shoney's restaurant where uh, two guys went in and rounded up all the patrons. They were taking them back into the cooler probably to kill them, and one of the patrons, this was in uh, Anniston, Alabama, 
And one of the patrons pulled a gun out and shot the bad guys and kept everybody from getting rounded up and stuck in the cooler. This was a couple of weeks after a similar incident had happened at um, Colleen, Texas, at a Luby's cafeteria in Colleen, Texas. So it's out there, Austin. You just do a little, uh, use those as your your starting points, and I guarantee you, you can get to where you need to go with this. I congratulate you, eighth grade. But I, that's going to be cool. I uh, I think you are to be, as I say, really congratulated on what you're doing there. Listen, got to scoot. Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham. This is Gun Talk. If you hunt big game, you demand clothing that is quiet. At Browning, we understand this. However, before the Browning label goes on, we require much more. Things like freedom of movement, made possible by the no-seam shoulder construction and waterproof protection guaranteed by fabrics like Gore-Tex and Prevent. We add special features like expander pockets, molded shoulder strips, watertight neoprene cuffs, and a mesh barrier strip at the bottom of the coat to prevent water from wicking up into the lining. Go to Browning.com to see the full story. Browning Clothing, the best there is. If you want to shoot better or help someone get into shooting, check out GunTalkTV.com. This is Tom Gresham. For firearms basics as well as advanced instruction, you don't have to leave home. It's called Gun Talk TV, and it's firearms video instruction online at GunTalkTV.com. That's GunTalkTV.com. You'll find all kinds of instruction, plus lots of gun safety video at GunTalkTV.com. Dear Loophole, growing up, my father hunted using a loophole equipped with a rifle. That's right, he felt the scope should be the hunter's first choice. If it didn't work, the rifle was useless. He's 79 now, still using the loophole he purchased years ago. Someday I'll own that fine scope. The loophole has lasted a lifetime, but the memories will last forever. Thanks, D.E. Poe, Alabama. Loophole, the world's finest sports optics. Call 1-800-929-4949 for the loophole dealer nearest you. You know, I've always liked aperture or peep sights on my rifles. Long ago, I'd remove the insert from the peep on my lever action, throw it away, and use the big hole for super fast shooting. Now, the folks at XS Sights make ghost ring sights that are even better than the ones I used. They're lightning fast, accurate, and they let you keep the trim lines of your lever action hunting rifle. I'm a believer. Now, if you hunt with a scope or use a bolt action, XS Sights has a ghost ring backup sight for you, too. If your scope gets damaged, just pop it off and put on XS Sight's Ghost Ring Backup. It takes only a minute, and you're still hunting with an exceptional sight. You put a lot into each hunt, and it's only smart to have a backup for that all-important sighting system. The Ghost Ring Backup works on most scope mounts, and it can save your hunt. Check it out at XSSights.com. That's XSSights.com. Or call 888-744-4880 and tell them Tom Gresham sent you. Hey, want to get that huge Brownells catalog for free? Now you can get this source for parts, cleaning products, gunsmith supplies, and tools for just a phone call. Brownells is famous for selection, service, and satisfaction. Tell them you heard about it on Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, and they'll send it to you for free. Call 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. The Brownells catalog for free. One 
All right, welcome back to Gun Talk. 866-TALK-GUNS is the number here. Uh, line three, Joe's with us out of Pittsburgh. Joe, you're on Gun Talk. Tom, hey, i got a question for you. Okay. Um, I bought an uh, XT9. I heard you talking about uh, breaking in barrels. Should I have broken in the barrel of that gun? Uh, yeah, the best way to break in that barrel is to take a 1,000 rounds to the range and have a good time. Thank God. <laughs> I already did that. I, Good. I, yeah, I looked online to see if anybody said anything about breaking in this in, and nah. I couldn't find it. Good. Thank no, God. the main the main thing there is it's not the barrel so much as it is making sure that you're keeping the slide and everything well lubed during the first three four hundred rounds. Because uh, there, there's a little bit of wearing that goes on, and, and you just want to keep it nice and lubed, then clean it. And after that, I mean, I know guys literally on an XD who will shoot them a thousand rounds without without cleaning them. Just just go out and pull the trigger. That's all there is to it. Well, that's good. Um, have you ever heard of using graphite to lubricate a semi-automatic? Sure. Okay. It's, I'm not sure it's where I – the only reason I can think of to do that is if you're going to be in conditions below 40 uh, – south of 40 below. Uh, other than right. that, uh, gun oil will work just fine. Now, it's if fine. you get to a place where the gun oil starts gumming up because it's so cold, that's when graphite can be helpful. But other than that, I don't see any advantage to going to graphite. Okay. All right, so I'll stick with my gun oil. Yeah, any good gun oil will work. Anything that's not uh, WD-40. Uh, the other thing I was going to tell you is we are we put a bunch of XD-related videos up on our website now, guntalk.tv. And so you can see all the different XDs. We're shooting all of those and got Rob Latham doing some fun stuff. We've got the new, um, oh, what am I thinking of, the thumb safety. It's got the 45, the XD with a thumb safety on it now. And that's kind of interesting. And so you can go to guntalk.tv and take a look at some of our XD videos there. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been looking at them already. That's the only way I can hear you is on the internet. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you found us. Yes, I found you. And I haven't let go. So. <laughs> okay. Good deal. All right. Yeah. By the way, if you are uh, you're not familiar with it, if you miss a show or you want to go back and listen to a gun talk show, we do archive every show on the internet. Go to guntalk.com. You can click on listen. It'll take you to the link. And you don't have to have an iPod. You can actually listen to it on your computer. Or if you have an iPod or something like that, you can also put it on that. And I know a lot of people listening are listening to the podcast either on their way to work or, heaven forbid, actually at work the next week. But that's okay. It's, uh, you know, spread the word. And the thing that's nice about that is you can share it with lots of folks. Let's see. Line one. Dennis is with us out of North Bend, Oregon. Hello, Dennis. Oh, howdy. Listen, you've got to you've got to get on TV, Tom. I got to get on TV, huh? Yeah. Well, no. Listen, did, you you didn't by any chance see the O'Reilly Factor last night, did you? No. Yes, yesterday. Okay. I've I, I made it my lifelong goal to never watch Bill O'Reilly. Well, I tell you, he can do us a lot of good if you let him. Um, I, I don't agree with a lot of things he says, but he has the largest audience on on cable. Period. He had two professors on there last night. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of them was giving the the pro, and the other was giving the con of uh, gun-free killing zones. Mm-hmm. And the guy that was doing the pro was was he had the right message, but he couldn't he just couldn't get it out like you would have. Okay, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Well, I, look, I appreciate the vote of confidence. Um, I am I abhor. 
these so-called news shows where they end up bringing people on so they can yell at each other. I, I won't watch them. I, uh, that's why I say, I mean, I don't watch O'Reilly. Can't stand the man's show. Can't stand his delivery. Can't stand anything about what he does. I, got, I understand he's got a, a big audience, but so does American Idol, and I don't watch that either. Uh, I consider him nothing more than uh, reality news, if you will. And so I, I guess it's my way of saying I don't want to get put into a position where they're saying, well, you guys just sit there and yell at each other, turn up the heat for the next uh, three minutes while we crank up our ratings. That's not a way to shed much light on things. I do appreciate the vote of confidence, and it's something we've certainly considered. But O'Reilly is not, you know what, I'd want to respect somebody before I spend any time with him. And he doesn't qualify in my book. 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. Gun Talk, 866-TALK-GUNS. Let's talk to Mike on line three out of Gresham, Oregon. Hey, Mike, you're on Gun Talk. Hi, I have a uh, uh, question like your opinion okay. on uh, concerning a um, 45 caliber. I have a uh, 45 caliber Glock. Mm-hmm. Um, can handle the recoil, not a problem there. But I'm interested in getting a uh, Smith & Wesson revolver, a 325 PD, which has only a two and a quarter inch barrel. It's uh, on a light frame, and I'm wondering, uh, you know, the relative recoil on the <laughs> Compared to the to the Glock, shooting uh, what kind of loads in the revolver? Well, I'm not sure. Um, right now, um, it, it shoots uh, 45 ACP. I don't, uh, you know, can't give you the grains or anything it, like that. It, it will it will certainly jump more than your Glock. Uh, obviously, it's you know, as you I'm sure know, it's just a matter of physics. Uh, the gun is lighter. Revolver is going to be lighter. It's going to jump a little bit. But the 45 ACP is not a big kicking gun. It's not a big caliber anyway. So, uh, you know, you'll be able to shoot it okay. You're talking about using this for a backup gun or something? Yes. Uh, nothing wrong with that. And it's, I like 45 ACP revolvers because you can get the full moon clips and they're very quick to reload and they're just kind of fun to take out in the range and shoot. Uh, okay. Second question related, uh, in terms of stopping power, uh, I've always wondered, I don't know the physics involved in a short barrel versus, let's say, a barrel two inches longer. Mm-hmm. Um, does it really have stopping power? Uh, no, 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 no handgun has stopping power. Period. Okay. No, no handgun has stopping power. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, rifles have stopping power. Shotguns have stopping power. Handguns do not. So, uh, the difference between a two-inch and a four-inch barrel doesn't make a hill of beans. Okay. Uh, it's it's why when we train, we train to shoot until. There's no longer a threat. If it takes one shot, that's great. If it takes 27 shots, that's what it takes. And you should always train to assume. It's funny. Clint Smith talks about this in his training. He says, when you shoot, you assume it's going to work. He says, when I shoot, I assume it's not going to work. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. You have to assume it's not going to work. That's why you always carry extra ammo. Uh, But in terms of four inch versus two inch, don't sweat it. It's not a big deal. Wonderful. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Sarah's on line one. Sarah, we got about a minute for you. We appreciate your uh, holding for us. Uh, yes, I was calling for, um, for Austin, the young man who's writing the paper on the right, Second Amendment right. issues. Um, there are two things I can direct him to. If he Googles 
gun defense blog on the Internet. He'll come up with Clayton Kramer's site. Clayton Kramer runs around all over the Internet gathering newspaper stories about people who successfully defend themselves You're, with guns. Clayton's great. Yes. Isn't he wonderful? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other thing is a book called Thank God I Had a Gun. The Chris Bird. Written by Chris Bird, yes. Sure. And um, as a New Orleans native, um, that first story about uh, Algiers Point during uh, after Katrina was near and dear to my heart. But the whole book is very valuable. I'm reading it for the fifth time because every time I read it, I get something new. There's a, also um, there's a website called KeepingBearArms.com, yeah. and they do a uh, basically a running tally, and they accumulate all these press reports of self-defense gun uses, uh, and they document them with the actual reports on newspaper and TV websites so that it's not Internet hearsay. These are the real reports. So KeepingBearArms.com is another good place for that information. But uh, I appreciate that. Excellent information. You're right. Uh, Clayton Kramer does a wonderful job. You've had him on the show here a couple of times, and Chris has been a regular here. So uh, in case somebody didn't get that, it's uh, Thank God I Had a Gun by Chris Bird. I highly recommend it. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah, for bringing that up and reminding me of that. Chris is a good guy. Firearms instructor in Texas. <laughs> a Brit firearms instructor, concealed carry instructor in Texas. There's just something weird about that that you've got to love. Hey, if you want to join us, we're going to be talking about guns and women and guns when we come back. Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. And we still got a couple of them on hold. Don't go away. We'll get to you. 